Welcome to Never End the Story, a rewatch podcast where we watch the movies of our childhood, along with Tepper, a grown man who's never seen them before. I'm your host, Ivan. Still running. I'm Shauna, and I'm a well-drawn creature. I'm Spencer, and I have naturally occurring facial recognition technology. And I'm Tepper. I really want a bigger trunk out here, guys, please. Like, if you're always going to stick me out here, at least give me more space. No, no. If you think it's bad now, just wait till it gets cold. Give me blankets. This week, we'll be watching Logan's Run, directed by Michael Anderson, released in 1976. Uh, during which the Love Shop sequence originally ran for about four minutes, but required re-editing for the film to be granted a PG rating. Spencer brought this movie to us. Why? So, about that Love Shop scene... I definitely saw this movie at the age that it was probably six to eight months too early for me to see that. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, no, in all honesty, I'm very surprised that this film is a PG film. And, uh, I see that if that shot was four minutes long, it would not have been. Um, other than that, it's a really fun sci-fi movie. Um, yeah, it's a classic, so... I love it. All right. I had the option in a high school physics course. Not physics. That's wrong. High school philosophy course. I was going to say, this movie has a lot more to do with philosophy than physics. Yeah. So I had the option in high school that was granted to our philosophy class to either watch this movie or Blade Runner. And the class voted to watch Logan's Run. And that's my experience with it, was grade 10. And it was an interesting movie. I don't particularly remember it. I honestly think that this would be a far better high school philosophy movie than Blade Runner. Just because, like, Blade Runner's, like, philosophical elements are a lot more subtle. Hmm. And especially in some of the, like, cuts they don't really beat you over the head with what they are. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of... Like, I definitely walked out of Blade Runner the first time I saw it, going, like, I'm not 100% sure what that was about. I actually still haven't seen it to this day. Same. Hmm. I've also never seen Logan's I saw the sequel. (laughs) (laughs) Boo! Was it a sequel? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the one that... The Blade Runner that just released... Yeah, like it had it was it said Blade Runner and it said the number two. It was obviously a sequel. <laughs> well, continuation. Anyway, the point being that I feel like this movie you could like at the end of it, a bunch of like thirteen to fifteen year olds will go like, "Yeah, I definitely understand what that movie was trying to say." Yeah. All right, we're about to show Tepper the poster for the first time. Describe it for us, and what do you think this movie's about? Uh, dystopian-ish future. How could you say Uh, dystopian? It says the perfect world of total pleasure. Listen, man, I've read, uh, 1984 and Brave New World. I know that. (laughs) You've read anything that, that, uh, claims to be a utopia? Yeah. This isn't my first utopia. (laughs) <laughs> utopia dystopia claim to be utopia um, i feel like you guys are missing the real tell which is the only red text on the entire 
<laughs> like, like you're not wrong that yeah, saying yeah. this is the perfect world of total pleasure is kind of a giveaway for a classic Orwellian dystopia. However, that should definitely be the second thing that jumps out to you. Yeah, I'm I'm going from the the top down on this one. So to describe it in black text at the top says welcome to the 23rd century. And in blue text right below that it says the perfect world of total pleasure. And then in this kind of like weird like neon signish uh font, it says Logan's Run. Uh below that is like a chrome futuristic city underneath a rainbow. Um there's like statues machines um it's very like 70-ish in its sci-fi uh and then there's a woman um in a uh, interesting dress and a man with a gun and they are obviously the main characters of the movie and most likely the ones who will be running one of them might even be named logan uh, and then under that in red text, it goes dot, dot, dot. There's just one catch. Uh, and then like the credits for the the movie are below that. Um, it seems like a pretty solid like poster. Like it gives, it seems interesting. Like I want to watch the movie. I've, I've heard the name Logan's Run a bunch. Never actually watched it, which is why we're watching it now. Um... But it looks like it's got a, like a style to it. So I have I a like question it. for you. Lay it on me. You know, and this is like just confirming, you know effectively nothing about this movie. Yes. What do you think the catch is? I don't know. Maybe they get just, like their just body guess. parts harvested or something? Is that your final answer? <laughs> May, like, That's your ultimate th- there's response. A, there's a lot of different catches in this, in like these types of movies, but yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised if it's something like you're not oh, going to lose money. They they <laughs> die like they die young, or um, yeah, they get like their body parts. Give, give me one. Give me one. I, I we're we're going to call back to this later. <sighs> um, I mean, you've, you've listed went, you've listed a couple good ones. You went, yeah, you went yeah. With body part, party harvest. Yeah. Um. <laughs> We'll go with Body Party Harvest. Body Party, yeah. <laughs> they all get together and they harvest each other's organs. Um, Make a party of it. Mm-hmm. Meat. Or, you, you, no, you know what I'll go with? There is a world beyond this city or whatever that they're in that is hidden from them, and they try to escape to that place. Okay, well... Um, that will be my final answer. Cool. Nice. Noted. Do you yeah. want to? Do you have a guess, Sean? And, and you know what, Logan's and Logan's Run might be referring to that, similar to like an underground railway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll go with that as my final answer. Um, if I were to guess, like I'm really leaning towards a Running Man type of situation, but this probably wouldn't do what Running Man did. But Logan's Run really evokes that. Um, so I'm gonna say it's. They're being hunted for sport. Alright. Of interesting note, on this poster, uh, so a scene that I found out was cut from the movie was a character uh, uh, sculpting a nude ice sculpture of two characters 
but it's managed to make it onto the poster despite getting cut from the film. Oh, I thought that was like a golem. I mean, that one that one's a golem. This isn't. Uh, yeah, I got to say like the 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 like the four or five scenes that they um kind of show on the poster as well are pretty cool too. Yeah, they're all very interesting. Like like obviously like shown without context, but like the the one woman has very nice hair and I like those tattoos. Very like swirly. Mm-hmm. Looks like there might be some nudity, or at least very scantily clad people. Uh, there would have been more scantily clad people, but that would have required more makeup. So the costumes were changed after original design. Huh. Interesting. And with that, we'll see you after the film. Renew. Look, don't you understand? It's different now because it's me. And we're back. So... What did everyone think? Solid movie. Um, my like probably overall thought is I really liked the first half. Um, didn't really like the second half nearly as much. Uh, the old man was cool, but I thought like the pacing just died in the second half. Yeah, yeah, sure. that's fair. I can see that. Yeah. yeah, the old man was spectacular though. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's where I say like he was great and we'll get into i think like we'll discuss it more in depth like later but yeah just oh man i was so into this movie in the first half like i was like okay this is really cool let's move it along like you're seeing more of the city um realizing things about it like with the along with the main character and so on and so forth and then they get outside and yeah then they have like that climactic escape which is cool um and then they walk in the wilderness for like 20 minutes and have sex in a pond. Very important. <laughs> yeah. And then they um, learn what cats are. And also parents and old people. But, like, yeah, like, it's just way too much wilderness walking. And yeah, it just... it's... Yeah. I think but... to some degree it's kind of supposed to, like, contrast the way life is in the city. Yeah. But you're not wrong that it does just take a long time. Yeah, like like I get what they were going for. It wasn't it wasn't what they were going for that was the problem. It was that uh, there was too much of it. It was it was gratuitous in its uh, in what they were they were doing. Uh, like I felt they could have easily cut that whole sequence in half and still would have gotten the point across. Yeah, and then they show us every single scene on the way back with with the old man. Yeah. Yeah, we see pretty much the exact same amount a second time with better commentary. But the the scene where they get back into the city, you could definitely cut out all the underwater bits. Like you could one hundred percent just have them like dive in and cut to them coming out. You didn't like watching them pull a grate off twice. It felt very video gamey. Yeah. It did. Yeah, there was there was just like there was a couple scenes in this movie where I kind of went like, "What's the point of that?" Um, like they just uh, like the like him shooting up the glass and having like the water come in and then they take off their clothes. So I was like, I was like, oh, okay. So like the whole thing with the water is to change clothes, them like shedding their old identity and like you know, um, nope. and entering into the outside and it's like, oh, their clothes are back on. And I'm like. Well, then what, what the fuck was the fucking point of the, both those scenes? I mean, she didn't put her tights back on. That's almost like being a new person. 
but yeah, you know, you get you get what I'm saying. Like it was, yeah. um, there was just like a bunch of unnecessary um, scenes, especially in the second half of the movie. Yeah, that, even if um, they like, even if they found clothes from one of the other uh, runners, who didn't yeah, look it. yeah, and then yeah, there's and there's like a whole bunch of like minor plot points where or like minor like things where I go like, okay, that's kind of taking me out of it. Like, so for example. Computer says 1,094 people escaped. There is no way that robot killed every single one of them. Uh, and then the other issue is there's this whole group to help people get to Sanctuary, but nobody bothered to check that it exists. Yeah. Like I said uh, in, in, when we were commenting on it while it was going, we'll build a door, door to Sanctuary and hopefully some other people build Sanctuary later. Yeah, and I absolutely like agreed with you when you're when you when you said that. Like I was like, yeah, like it just doesn't. Because like they even have they have a security door with a special lock on it that talks about going to sanctuary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that. And but then that's I... the last step of the of the underground railroad. <laughs> yeah, and like, and here's the thing: like, the idea of like, okay, people wish for a place so much that. It, it comes into existence even if it doesn't exist. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's like a cool concept. Doesn't work in this movie because of the fact there's literally a fucking door <laughs> there that <laughs> talks about say Like, it's like, like if they were just like, okay, there's, there's a place outside and like people believe in this and then they manage to find their way out and they go like, oh, it's not here. Totally different. But like, oh man, yeah, just that, that shit just took me out of it. Um, yeah, or if like if it if the door yeah if the door had made more sense like if it didn't mention sanctuary, or if maybe sanctuary meant something else and like if the keys yeah. weren't literally religious icons if they were like card yeah. keys yeah that, that they had bestowed upon a religious meaning yeah yeah something like that would have been like fine but just the way it was set up just meant like oh man yeah not not great, um, and then um. I didn't really like how the whole thing with Francis ended. I liked Francis. Like, and maybe, yeah, maybe I'm, like, biased in this case because I quite liked uh, Francis. But, like, I just thought it was super fucking lame how he died. Yeah. Uh, you know, I really liked that fight scene. Like, it looked like an actual fight. Yeah. The choreography like, was really good. Yeah, like, the fight scene was, like, solid. Uh, the fight, the, 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 the fight scene wasn't my issue. It's the fact that the fight was happening at all. You, you um, don't like you don't like brawl to the death with your with with your best bra surrounded by cats. It's a good good way to go out. Um. Yeah. Because yeah, like I thought like Francis was really cool, and I thought like it would be like it would have been at least to me like it would have been really interesting to have like this like die hard believer, and as he's following like Logan and the other like and uh, the girl. And Jessica. then he goes, yeah, Jessica, and he goes outside, and then all of a sudden he himself has to question everything as well. And even even if, like, on his deathbed, or not on his deathbed, but when he was dying, if he had been like, oh my god, like, I see, you know, I can see clearly now, um, the rain is gone. Uh, like, that would have been, like, interesting as well. Like, a revelation on a his death. But anyway, I'm, I'm just disappointed, because I quite liked him, and I thought he died a really lame death. Admittedly, like, he lacked a lot of the experiences that, like, were revelatory for Logan. Like, not only did he not fight the robot that has been freezing everyone, so he didn't learn that little piece of backstory. 
Logan got dicked over pretty hard by that computer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, um, that was really bad. But I mean, like, even just, like, the fact that, like, there is an outside, like, we've been told lies, the the gem in, in your hand is deactivated, like, even if he was just questioning and, like, ran away or something, like, he didn't need to, like, have the revelation right away with Logan, but even if they, like, still had their fight, but then he, like, left, like, like fled afterwards or something like that, I don't know. I, again, I, I'm, I'm kind of stuck on it, but, I, yeah, I was really disappointed, because Francis was a real bro. Like, he really, uh, he was a good guy. Yeah, yeah. he cared for Logan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I thought, like, it was so cool. Like, it's like, yeah, like, like he's actually, like, I thought he would turn on Logan, like, right away. And instead, like, throughout the whole thing, he's like, Logan, like, come back, man. I'm the only one who knows. I won't tell anyone. You know, we, we can be bros again. Just come back. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a plot device more than a person, unfortunately. And, like, the computer is definitely also manipulating him, like... Yeah, it could it could have told it could have told him at any point what it wanted Logan to do. The computer knew what it was doing. Yeah. yeah. Um. No. And and like I I mentioned this when we were like watching, but if the computer if the computer had just brought in Francis on the whole thing too, it would have been so much easier. Like. Yeah, just the whole way they went about, like the whole scheme was faulty from the start. Um, more yeah. likely to have Logan go like "fuck you, I'm not coming back" rather than like actually getting the job done. Yeah, but Francis's follow doesn't roll off the tongue as well. Yeah, as Logan's run. Yeah, and also that computer had bad processing; like it could not handle the fact that there was no sanctuary. Yeah, and like yeah. the whole th- and the whole thing with like the way it threatened Logan makes sense in the context that at the end where it's like okay, the computer doesn't understand like the outside world. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if like the computer itself literally believed that people would die when they were thirty, because that's how it was programmed. Uh, anyway, so like yeah, th- those were like my main issues with the movie uh what do you guys think uh i really liked the the world that get got set up um it wasn't fully fleshed out which is fine because there was so much going on but i really like that premise and also tepper you were right uh they do get killed not necessarily an organ harvest but yeah i told you i've read a i have read (laughs) enough dystopian novels to know what happens I mean, yeah. You you threw you threw three darts, and they were all about half right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, actually, there was one more scene that I thought was kind of stupid, and that was the one with Holly when they were being held with the stick sprayers, or mm. by the, like, yeah, Holly, remember, right? Like, it was just like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, and... she was in shock. One one thing I've been like realizing with movies is even even if a character acts realistically, it can still be really irritating and grating, and not enjoyable. Um, and I just thought that whole scene was that was another one where it was just kind of unnecessary. Yeah, well, is 
Especially because it's immediately followed up by the Sandman breaking in. Yeah. Like, they didn't need to successfully convince anybody. Yeah, like, they could have just, like, the group could have just sat them down on a chair, started trying to interrogate them, and then, boom, Sandman came in and started killing people. And it's like, that would have been uh, better. Well, and it's it's weird, too, that scene, if you think about Logan's motivations, because, like, presumably he was still, at that point, in his own mind, like, working for the computer, because otherwise, why would he have turned on his tracking thing? Yeah. But, like, you really get the impression that his whole disillusionment started when the computer dicked him out of four years of his life. Yeah, like, he, and I don't blame him, but, yeah, he looked very unhappy, and realistically so, like, absolutely, you know. So uh, I guess it was either when he found out that everybody was frozen, or when he sold an old, when he saw the old man that he truly decided to defect? Uh, well, at some point he realized that you don't get reborn or renewed. It was when he was sitting down talking with the computer, he goes, has anyone ever been renewed? And, like, the computer wouldn't answer him, and then I think that was, like, when he realized? Because that was where the majority of the dialogue was with him going, like, nobody gets renewed, like, everybody dies, what the hell? Which was a lot of info, like, I thought it was weird that the computer would just straight up kind of tell him, like, hey, yeah, nobody nobody gets renewed. I mean, it didn't tell him, because it was programmed not to tell him, just not, it was not programmed to be any good at lying. Yeah, yeah, exactly what you said. Um, so that was my last complaint. I guess, like, so, like, going through my notes here, uh, love the fucking look of 70s sci-fi. Oh, man. So good. Uh, the city, the shapes, the architecture, uh, the clothing, uh, colors and lighting. Uh, the city was so beautifully well-realized, uh, in my mind. Uh, so, like, I, yeah, I was, like, super in, like, like, I was totally into all of that. Um, the music was weird, but in a good way. It really hit the tone of the movie, I thought. Yeah, I agree. Something I was reading about this, the uh, soundtrack was that, uh, within the city, it's a full orchestra with a lot of, or no, it's a partial orchestra with a lot of... Uh, electronic instruments but then once it's outside the city it is entirely non-electronical instruments to give it a more natural sound that's pretty cool yeah no because like even like like the chase music for the first runner like i thought was like that's a really weird choice of like chase music because it wasn't really like super fast paced but i like it, it kind of gave like the action scenes their own um like identity like i was like oh you know i never really you know have heard heard like music set to an action scene like that which was cool yeah i mean it was very very literally a chase like a cat and mouse so yeah very much a cat's playing with their prey yeah and you know like i mentioned uh during the movie like, i was like hey that's a pretty realistic depiction of you know essentially gestapo stand-ins messing with people they know they've got um, the renewal ceremony, 
Uh, creepy. Weird. It's like a Cirque du Soleil kind of thing. Renew. Like, they got outfits and everything. Renew. Yeah, I love when they just remove their robes and are wearing just acrobatic leotards. With flames on them. Yeah. And the hockey masks or whatever. Yeah. Like, the masks they're wearing. Like, just bizarre. Yeah, so, in the book, it's just... You 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 breathe in some pleasant gas and die. That seems better. I mean, yeah. better as a person, much less interesting to watch. Mm, true. Yeah, and I think, like, um, the way they portray it in the movie, I kind of like better because it gives uh, this, like, performative aspect to it. Similar to, like, The Two Minutes of Hate in, like, 1984. Um... Like, it helps reinforce, like, the structure of the society, I think. Um, yeah. Maybe I'm just, like, throwing shit at the wall. Um, no, yeah, it makes sense. Like, it, it be, it's a ritual of, of of existence. And, like, like attending just as a viewing, too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's where, like, when I was watching it right away, I was like, oh, this is, like, two minutes of hate. Um, it also seems like you're not really supposed to go for someone in particular. Because, like, they wear masks. I think you're just supposed to go and, like, celebrate renewal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a real, like, sense of, like, disassociation from, um, like, other people. Like, it, well, I mean, it's, like, a pretty standard, like, dystopia, utopia thing of, um, people cease to be individuals and get, like, mashed into a group. Yeah. It's interesting, it'd be, it's interesting that there are no children in attendance. I wonder if that is, like... You're not. They're not allowed, or they're just not interested. Maybe not allowed because, like, there's there are sex clubs. Definitely no children there. Like they have who's to have get, age restrictions. Literally, who's going to stop you? Well, like everyone's color coded. It's probably just like you must be green or above to enter. But who will stop you? The. I think that's Sandman? how you become like a, a delinquent and sent Fair. to the delinquent place. Yeah. That's true. I'm not sure who sends you there, because the sandmen seem to only be for runners. Maybe one of those guys on those floaty things. Like, there's gotta be more than three jobs. Yeah, well, there there probably is, it just, it wasn't really relevant to the movie, so they didn't portray it. Um, like, I'm sure within the society they've got other functions. Yeah, and oh, here's the thing, so, Ivan, during the, <laughs> the watching, you mentioned that uh, in the book, everyone's age is 21 when they die. Yeah, I believe so. It's 21 or 20. Yeah, and in the movie, it's 31 or 30. 30. Yeah, you live until 30. Yeah, you live until 21 in the book. Yeah, and we were just talking that that's very interesting, because, like, you're really not developed if death is at 20. Yeah. No, you're considered an adult at 14, so go to all the sex clubs you want. Yeah, that's crazy. You have seven years to enjoy it. <laughs> and, like, I guess that does actually make sense if you look at, like, human maturity, if you know what I mean. Like, like from an animal perspective. Like, 14 is when you start, like, being a, like, sexual adult, right? Mm. Kind of. You really, you, you hit the good spot in, like, when you're 20-something for women. Yeah. Because, like, if a 14-year-old gives birth, they die. Oh, that's what you mean by good spot. 
Yeah, like, technically yes, but really no. They've, they've got plenty of ways to, to avoid uh, children, I'm sure. Yeah, they gotta have some kind of advanced birth control. I feel like the kids are just, like, grown in tubes. Yeah, that's that's what it seems like to me. Yeah, because, like, when they were talking with the old man, it was like, they're like, you grew in her, like, belly? He's like, yeah, that's what she told me. Like, so I guess since it was tubes. It's, they're conceived in a womb, it sounds like. Because, like, when talking about Logan Six, when he went to visit him at the nursery, they talked about uh, the birth mother. It wasn't birth mother, I can't remember the term they used. but a like seed mother. Seed mother. So he said, because it's just like any of them could have been the seed. Some of them could have been the seed mother. And he's like, only some. You're not trying hard enough. Ah, uh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Just because when they were talking with the old man, it sounded like they don't carry it to term. You know. Oh, know? definitely. Yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be crazy. Think about all the sex you'd be missing out on. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> The action scenes, I thought, were pretty, like, solid overall. Like, the scene when the Sandmen break into the, uh, like, attack the Sanctuary uh, people. Like, that was a pretty, I thought it was pretty decently well done, like, mass action scene. Yeah. Like, the chaos and the explosions and the shooting and the camera cuts were good. Yeah, like it, was, it was solid, especially for, like, the 70s. Uh, one thing that hasn't aged well is some of the effects... You have a problem with Box? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Box was, like, bad, but I thought the worst was when the ice was crashing. Like when, Fish, uh... Seaweed, plankton, and protein <laughs> from the sea. <laughs> um, but All yeah, fresh as harvest day. <laughs> but, yeah, when the, when the ice was, like, when, like, the, the kind of cave was collapsing and stuff, it was... I think somebody in, in chat went, like, layers. Layers. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, and it was made worse because, like, the pixels when we were watching it, just, oh, oh, that was bad. Yeah, but I gotta say, the prop for the city, very nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, like a lot of the city stuff I thought aged fine, it was just, like, again, like, kind of the second half-ish of the movie was not nearly as impressive in that regard. Well, a lot of the city stuff was more conventional special effects, like, they just built yes. a big model yeah, and zoomed the camera in. Yeah, pretty pretty much the only thing that wasn't was the cleanups when you first see them like coming in on like a green screen, right? And that was very Tron looking. I just love those little tubes. <laughs> it, it made me smile every time we got a shot of them traveling. So sci-fi, so sci-fi. I really liked the like turbine garden outside the place. Yeah, that yeah I thought really that was nice. so cool. That was really, yeah. Really like, that looked thing. way nicer than it needed to, considering the fact that no one's supposed to go outside. Yeah, yeah. Especially given the, like, state of disrepair of a lot of the rest of that generator system. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, uh, I guess, like, the next thing that I enjoyed a lot, like, the old man was... If it wasn't for him, the second half of that movie would be absolutely trash. Oh my god. The interaction between them and the old man, it was like, who's on first base? Just like, they could not mesh together, and it was hilarious. Yeah. No. Also, just his interaction with himself. Yeah. So much muttering. <laughs> he had some great lines. He's been alone for a long time. Yeah, well, he's just like, more people than my cats? And alive? 
Like, he's been hanging out with a lot of dead people. Well, like, even... He lives um, next to a graveyard. Like, what was one line? They are dead. Yeah. Like... <laughs> 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 and then, like, I was like, oh, you guys know when you'll die? Really takes the fun out of dying. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Cats have three different names. It's like, one formal, one, like casual and one you'll never know or something like that. My cat probably has three different names. So This is what they call the road. You moved along it in a big piece of metal. <laughs> oh, yeah. and the, the fucking, how old are you? I'm as old as I am. Like, I was hoping they'd get it, like, whoa, you're 60? Crazy! But no, just... <laughs> he could be 500, he could be 40. They don't know. You're 35? <laughs> Outrageous. Oh, this is why we die at 30, because this happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, he was so good. Yeah, he was, like, the best part of the second half. <laughs> and at the end, when everyone leaves the city and sees him... And just starts touching him. Yeah, everyone touched the old man, I guess. Well, it's great, because he just doesn't know what to do, so he just kind of, like, starts touching some of them, too. <laughs> just like, well, if this is your custom... When in I will, Rome... I will touch the young ladies and the young men... Oh man, and that's another thing. I don't usually see this in old movies, but like they had like a nod towards varied sexuality. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that was. I was like, oh cool. Yeah, like when he first uh, met Jessica, she's like, no, you know what? I don't have sex with you. Oh why? Do you prefer women? Just like a casual thing. Like, whoops, my bad. Like, I'll get someone else. Well, even like when he first he first turns on yes. the, the channel and he no, turns on a man. Yeah. And the man is turned on. <laughs> and he's just saying, like, no, I, I programmed the woman code. Whoops. <laughs> man, his robe. Oh, my, I want that robe. I, it's I so want luxurious. One. It was I, beautiful. I so that, that was a last minute prop put together two hours before the filming. Huh. And the, uh, the actor got to keep it. <laughs> oh, my God. That thing's great. It is. Wow. Kudos to them. Yeah. Yeah, like that. Yeah, I want one. The most choice <laughs> piece of costume in this movie. Yeah, it's a great robe. It's probably the... Well, I guess we can ask, like, what's everyone's... What what prop would everyone want from the movie? Definitely <laughs> that robe. The robe. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think everyone's answer is going to be the same. Uh... All the cats or the robe? <laughs> we should see about finding someone to make those robes for us. <laughs> There's got to be someone who makes them. Oh, yeah. Um, probably, yeah. Kind of like my last note is this movie kind of felt like a Star Trek episode turned into a movie. Yeah, I can. Yeah, see that. I see that. Yeah, I kind of got that vibe from it. Um, I'm pretty sure there was a Star Trek episode similar to this. Oh, no doubt. Um, like one of the first it was ones called I think. Gogan's Walk. <laughs> Uh, when I was in high school, my philosophy teacher would just put on, like, Star Trek episodes for us every so often and, like, break them down and analyze them for us, going, like, hey, yeah, this is this, and uh, this explores this philosophical concept. She was pretty good. Nice. Yeah, that's, like, all my notes. Um, I don't know, I guess. Anything else, really? Uh, that love shop was opulent. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, they walked in and... Just 
buff men surrounding Jessica, sexy ladies around yeah. Logan, and just like holding them back, and I guess drugs in the air? Yeah, definitely drugs yeah, in the air. Yeah, yeah, I didn't make notes for that, but yeah, that was crazy. So, watching this movie again as, adult, as an adult, oh man, there are some deep-rooted influences in my life <laughs> that <laughs> this movie is definitely the progenitor of. Because I was looking at that going like, that looks fantastic. <laughs> like, man, do I ever want to go to a like dimly lit sex pit with <laughs> aerosol drugs? <laughs> <laughs> and then later at, go through go through a wall and and find a bunch of cats. Yeah, yeah. I could skip all the bit with the fish in the middle, but mm. <laughs> yeah. That's why all of the frozen people were naked, is because the last place they had been was the sex shop. True. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, all the frozen people are naked, which means they were naked when they were frozen. Mm-hmm. It's not fun having clothing frozen. I mean, again, I stand by my explanation that the robot considered them, like, cattle, almost. So I wouldn't be surprised if, like, after he killed them, stripped the them. The fish and... stopped coming, and they started coming. <laughs> uh, so he'd, like, kill them... Strip them, obviously, because that's how you would deal with, you know, if you consider humans cattle, that's how you deal with them, and then froze them. That's that, my explanation, anyway. That, mixed with the sex shop, and also uh, having to go through water immediately into a frozen place. All good reasons yeah, to that, be naked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, there's there's a bunch of things. Logan had some solid, like, I, one of my favorite Logan lines was, um, yeah, but it's different because now it's my life. Just, yeah. I was like, yes, I like that. <laughs> that was good. Like, he's honest. Yeah, you know what? Like, that's one thing I like about Logan a lot as the protagonist of this movie. It's like, he's straight up with everyone for the most part. Like, you he's know, just it's like, like, yeah, before they told me to shoot these people and I thought, sure. And then they said, <laughs> we're going to shoot you. And I went, hold the phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or even like, you know, oh, you like still want to have sex with me? Yeah. Like, or what was it? Like, when he first, like, summons her, it's like, yeah, I just want to, like, have sex with you. Let's go to the bedroom. Like, <laughs> like he was just straight up. Like, he wasn't sugarcoating anything. Like, it was, he was cool. She was on the channel. Why did you put yourself on the channel? It's a legitimate question to ask. Uh, but then, that really made it feel weird that at the end he had a moral dilemma. Well, not a dilemma, just, like, a moral awakening. Because, like, he's, oh, there's a world out here. People don't have to die. That just seemed odd, given how he was acting beforehand. Well, he's he went through a, a character development. He went from being, like, selfish and, and unempathetic to realizing, like, oh, man, maybe other people feel the way that I do. Yeah, and also, like, I think he realized the depth to how, like, people were, how badly people were getting screwed by the system. So you guys were just describing an episode of The Next Generation, Half a Life that came out in 1991, where people were required to commit suicide at the age of 60. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. That's a lot more reasonable. Yeah. I mean, I thought that it was pretty reasonable to commit suicide at 30 when I was 16, but... (laughs) (laughs) There was also a rejected episode of The Twilight Zone with the exact same plot, also at 60. But that would have come out far before this. Whereas the other did the opposite. The two guys trying to murder Logan were consistently late <laughs> to the, every place. 
I really wanted them to show keep showing up. How did they even get into Cathedral? They stole somebody's car. Oh, well, How? they they were waiting outside the door, just very but poorly. But like as they were going in, the 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 machine in the little car said like, "Hey, heads up! Like this is authorized personnel only." Yeah, but like not to get out of a car there, just to actually like go in. Hmm. Because, like, all he had to do was call in that he wanted the door opened. And they just got in a car behind him, which it seems like those cars exclusively go to to Carousel from... Or not Carousel, Cathedral from where they were. But, like, so those two guys that were trying to murder Logan, they were just gonna, like, garrote him mm-hmm. in public. Yeah. That was not yeah. well thought out. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> the only crime is running. He knew Sanctuary existed, so he was a threat. Even yeah, just it was, it was fine. Like I, I thought their role was like kind of comedic with them being late everywhere. Um, the doctor scene was like interesting. Although I thought the doctor was kind of an idiot. Like I'm gonna run into this room with like laser beams flying around. That yeah. sounds like a really good plan. And then also Holly complaining later on, like, he killed the doctor, and it's like, wait, hold on, who was killing who first here? Like, let's yeah, back like, up. He, he literally, he put the machine on haywire while you were in the room with it. Yeah. But, you know, you, you remember the details you want to from a terrifying incident. I think, too, that part of the premise is I think that table is supposed to, like, hold you down with force fields. Because it seemed like he had difficulty moving. Hmm. Once he started getting attacked, maybe I think it. I think the, I I took it as him just trying to get up while not being hit by lasers. But yeah. maybe maybe there was some kind of force holding him down. Hmm. Like Holly realized right away that something was wrong when he's just like, "I'll cut your clothes off." It's just <laughs> like, that's not the face. <laughs> I do like there are two levers: one for laser and one for healing. And he just turned off the healing lever. If you were going to design a machine like that. <laughs> Again, it has to be operated by people who only think they have a job. Like, it's, like the only reason these people work is because they wanted to feel like they were working. So here, here's a machine that anyone could run. <laughs> like, you don't even have to be at the controls to run it. He said so. He operated on his own face. Yeah. Alright. Pretty solid. Uh, yeah, like, it was good. Yeah. Who was everyone's favorite character? F- Francis. Probably Jessica. Like, she was definitely the most skeptical out of all of them. Like, everybody else seemed to turn, like, 29 and a half and go, like, wait a second, this applies to me? <laughs> she was thinking way ahead. Yeah. Yeah, she was, like, she was only, she like, was green six. 18 or whatever. I'm stuck between the old man or Jessica. I'm stuck between the old man or the sex shop as a single entity. <laughs> that That's not... We'd all choose the sex shop. <laughs> it's not my fault if you didn't. Um, I guess I'll go with Jessica. Yeah, Jessica's very good, but I love that old man. All of you are wrong. <laughs> hey. There's only one bro in this movie, and his name is Francis. Who survived? Not Francis. I, I really like Jessica. She just sits on a rock. A lizard crawls up her dress. I hate the outdoors. 
That's very reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a totally natural reaction. That is a perfect reaction. So apparently the cats in the old man's scene uh, just lived on set. Oh my god, that's amazing. Oh, these were unprofessional cats. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Also, uh, Peter Ustinov, who is the old man, uh, to ease boredom, made cat drawings uh, for Jessica. One was called Catastrophe and featured a squished cat, and another was a zombie feline t- uh, titled Catatonic. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. That's my last cat fact. But for now, it's Tepper's Tops. All right. Where to put this movie? When we laughed less, te- left Tepper's Tops, there was 12 movies on it. Now, there'll be 13. Exciting. Bringing us ever closer to maybe that second uh, Hunger Games that we should get a non-copyrighted name for. <laughs> Battle Royale. Um, Alright, so in terms of ranking, I'm gonna put it... Man, the first half would be above Dragonheart, but the Ooh. second half murders it. So it's going to go below Dragonheart, taking number six. All right. You heard it here, right between Dragonheart and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Hmm. Yeah, Uh, I personally wouldn't put it that high, but that's because Chitty Chitty Bang Bang means a lot to me. Yeah, and it doesn't really mean much to me. Yeah. Like, it'd be lower if a whole bunch of the other movies weren't so bad. (laughs) Hey, now, let's not act crazy. (laughs) <laughs> all right and what about the villain uh, which is time time and society computer, yeah it's either the computer Francis, or society ineffectual red uh, red men okay so so what are we deciding on for the villain for this one i guess it's i mean like it's kind of your choice in the end who you want the, the who you uh, think the villain is who was the most in antagonistic person during the movie is honestly probably Francis. Yeah, yeah. he's the antagonist. Like, he's he, the direct antagonist? I was gonna say, he's like the direct antagonist, but I would say like the computer or the society would be like the true yeah, antagonist. Yeah, very much the actual antagonist is, is the society itself. especially. Yeah, computer, Francis but. is more like the true villain's like dragon. If you guys know that term. TV tropes. No, but I can figure that out. Yeah, I can yeah, infer that. Yeah. Basically top top henchman. Because it turned its uh, its actual top henchman, Logan, into its own, its own enemy. Yeah, uh, I'd say, like, society encompassing, like, everything. So, like, the society of the computer, Francis. Like, they're all a product of... Alright. Where, so where do you want to put dumb computer on the list? Um... Yeah, the movie didn't really carry itself on its villain. I would say, um... I think for now, above Walker, but below Biff. Huh. That's still pretty high. Coming in at the number seven spot. Yeah, that that, that one is, like, subject to change. I might reconsider it in time, but, like, for now... Yeah, for now, that's where I think I'll put it. All right. 
Uh, literally no business dads. Dads are illegal, unfortunately for us all. <laughs> and then for this one, um, can I put something forth? In no. For, <laughs> for the child, for our battle royale. What if we put the old man? Because in a sense, he is the child of this movie. In an inverse kind of sense. <laughs> he, he is the beloved child. That, exactly. He's the beloved child of Logan and Jessica. He says so himself. Yeah. Like, what do you guys think? Because I think that, that would be I mean, interesting. I'd be fine with it. Like, he, he's like... Of, like, the lower power level people in this movie, he has one of the more prominent roles. So, like, yeah, I'd be fine with that. All right. Old man and his army of cats. <laughs> Although, saying that, we do have, like, the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, no, no one ever said it would be a fair fight. Yeah. But the old man with Jessica and Logan. That's cheating. <laughs> I mean, all four Ninja Turtles are there. I'd say that's cheating. <laughs> They're all, they're the main children of the movie. Carrie, Charles, and Paul are all on one team, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so, um, that's, that's it for Tepper's Tops, then, I suppose. All right, seems good. Next, next time we'll be seeing our 14th movie, our 14th villain, maybe another business dad, and another person added to our Battle Royale. We'll yeah, how many? Figure. How many are we doing? How many do we need for battle royale? Arbitrarily seven. So next one will be it. Yeah. Uh, anyone have any like final notes about the movie? Thoughts? Um, I don't know if you guys want to discuss this, uh, but Spencer, you brought forth an interesting infographic that put mm. Logan's run on a timeline amongst a bunch of other sci-fi movies that were put on a timeline of Earth. Sort of. Yeah, movies movies and games. Yeah. And what was it? Logan's Run takes place somewhere between uh, Star Trek and... Fallout 4. Fallout 4. And I just find it interesting that movies that, like, date their sci-fi date. Like, sometimes they try and just put it as far into the future as possible so that it never becomes an issue. But then you got a bunch of sci-fi movies that we've already passed the date of. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Back to the Future. Yeah, like uh, Blade Runner and Running Man are both going to happen next, next year. year. <laughs> Exciting times. I like that Terminator's on here, but like that's a very sliding scale. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and it's interesting, actually, like, there's a real preference for, like, under 300 years, or about 300 years, and then it's kind of, oh, there's, very, there's few things that are farther out than that. Just a handful. Yeah. Yeah, and the movie Wally is set the furthest in the future at two thousand eight hundred and five. Mm-hmm. The year twenty eight oh five. They didn't do the the normal thing of of uh, making a twenty eight oh eight because then it would be eight hundred years after its release. <laughs> they had, they made you do the math on it. Someone pointed out on Reddit that uh, they should have put Futurama on there at the end. <laughs> yeah, 3,000 and... No, just 3,000. Yeah, it's 3,000. Yeah, 3,000 to like 3,000 and a bit. Yeah, it's 
it's an interesting timeline, but it's obviously missing many things that were just decided to not be put on here. Yeah. Because as far as I'm aware, it's exclusively movies and video games, which is why Futurama doesn't make it on here. Although I guess there are, there are technically Futurama movies. A whole season of them. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Logan's Run, set in the year 2274. Capricorn, 15. Year of the City, 2274. No, 2244. 2244? Uh, 24. 2244? Yeah, because their date of birth is their time of death. Right. Thir- 30 years later. I like how they're still using the uh, astrology signs, though. Yeah, considering they can't see the sky. <laughs> yeah, that's especially weird. You think they observe leap years? Oh man, wouldn't that be a great loophole? You're oh, born on a leap day? That would be amazing. Like, nobody programmed the computer well enough for that, so is it just this elite uh, group of people who die of old age at the age of, like, what, 20 or something? Yeah, I mean, depending. Yeah, that'd be interesting. But yeah, this movie also spawned a short-lived TV show, an even shorter-lived comic series, and a few additional books from the original author, and some from not the original author. Hmm. Fitting short-lived series for a series of short-lived people. But um. <laughs> Alright, it's time to rate the movie on arbitrary conditions. Shauna? Uh, I'll give this movie a rating of Jessica 9 out of Jessica 6. I rate this movie at one love shot. Nice. Tepper? I will rate this movie one sick robe out of one. I'll give this movie uncountable cats out of one old man. (laughs) And with that, I've been your host, Ivan. I'm Shauna. I'm Spencer. And I'm Tepper. And you can find us all on downloadablezebras.com. And a special thanks to 8 Jazz for the use of our theme song. You can find them on YouTube or follow the link in the description. <laughs>